1: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. Uh, it's gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is
0: all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws
1: us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I am Heather Caro, and I, I am to... your host for what? today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You just stepped right in there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Dr. Chris
0: Bergwald, and I'm Hi. apparently nothing on today's show. <laughs> Blessed Holy Week to you all. Blessed
1: Holy Week. Where Good we... morning, Dr. Bergwald. How are you? Good morning, we're,
0: Heather. We're broadcasting from uh, windy, windy, Sioux cold Sioux Falls. Just temporarily, though. Yeah, things are getting warm up here this weekend.
1: So yesterday was the great debate in many households, I'm sure. Whether or not to turn off the heat and turn on the AC. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, not yet, folks. Not, not at least in eastern South, South Dakota.
1: My my house was a little warmish. It
0: got a little warmish for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Windows didn't help. Nope. nope, nope, So, but you know, give it an hour or two, and it was cool. Amen. So, all right, shall we get started with a prayer?
0: That would be great.
1: All right, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, God. You are ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I am to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday, and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in your way. But Lord, I am well aware I cannot make it on my own, so take my hand and hold it tight, for I cannot walk alone. Amen. Amen. Father, so Holy Spirit. Amen. That's my very simple morning prayer that I love. Awesome. Keeping it simple.
0: Amen, sister. So it's Tuesday of Holy Week, Heather.
1: Tuesday of Holy Week. We had Palm Sunday. We now have all of the palms braided and folded and whatever you want to call them, hanging up at the appropriate spots in our home. Is it just me or do the palms dry out faster than they used to? <laughs> I haven't Analyze not. this. I have Analyze not, it. I
0: have not. Uh, Discuss. Closely... <laughs> Uh, examined the moisture content of our palms. Come on. What do you What do you do with your palms at your house?
1: I usually um, put them behind like a a picture or a statue. Okay. Yeah, we kind of do the Catholic. same thing. Um, what do you do with your palms from last year? Burn them. Do you? Yep. When do you burn them?
0: <laughs> when. Uh, no specific, t- specific, no specified or specific time. Okay. Uh, usually, just in the backyard in our fire pit when it when it's convenient. To be honest. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah.
1: So, questions? Are you ready?
0: I'm ready.
1: We have banter at the beginning of the show, yes, which is kind of fun. We usually have banters. <laughs> sometimes depends on bantering. With. So, Dr. Bergwald is going to go into um, a deep background historical review. ...of Jewish tradition today.
0: Oh, is he? I look (laughs) forward to hearing him speak about that.
1: Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I I asked the question to Dr. Bergwald. I've seen a couple things on it, but we talk about um, the triduum. Uh, We focus on... Time out. The what? Triduum. What the heck is that? Well, you better explain it. Well, you're the one who used the word, not me. (laughs) The triduum. You explain it. You're the El doctor. Well, okay.
0: So, so Heather just used the this later. Latin word um, triduum. Do you know what it means? Literally, three ask. days. Yeah. Well done. Thank she you. says with a shake of her head, like, is it three days? Oh. So the, the triduum is is that yeah it's that it's the kind of technical liturgical term for um, what the church describes well tells us is the holiest time of the year. It, now, it gets a little wonky, because it's the Triduum... It's three days. It is three days, but it's not. It, it's three days in the Jewish liturgical reckoning. Right. So, um, so as, folks, as you, you probably know, uh, or you may know, um, in the Jewish calendar, a day begins at sundown.
1: Are you talking about... There's a little
0: Jewish, Jewish cultural background. Cultural How about that
1: background. So
0: the day begins at sundown, so that's why we can go to... We that's, uh, I think we take it for granted now, but... Did you ever stop and wonder, how is it that we can go to Sunday, Sunday Mass on Saturday? Like, wait, wait, no, no it, but it's, it's not Sunday yet. It's, it's Saturday. How can we? Well, because the church, um, still following the biblical sort of reckoning, if you will, recognizes that, that actually uh, uh, the great liturgical feasts begin at sundown the day before. So the Triduum starts Holy Thursday at sunset-ish, so we say 4 o'clock-ish, even okay. though sunsetting later, later these days, but right. 4 o'clock. So, so we go, we go four, three days from then, so Good Friday, early evening, day one. Holy Saturday, early evening, day two. Easter Sunday, early evening, day three. So the Triduum oh. is basically Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday, but it begins the evening before. Okay. Right, so why, what, Heather? Why, why would why why are, is this the holiest time of the year? Why? What's the big deal about those three days?
1: Well, it's only the foundation it's of all, our faith. Right. So
0: these are this is is this a
1: trick question? No, it was not a trick question.
0: <laughs> it was trying to get somebody else to speak besides me um, on Real Presence Live this morning. So we're we're recognizing Jesus. Another technical term: the Paschal Mystery. Um, that, so that goes actually. To, Jesus is the new Passover. We're celebrating the new Passover. So, Paschal is related to Passover. So, in the Old Testament, the Passover happened when Heather Carroll,
1: the first one, yeah, with Moses,
0: yeah. So, the uh, leading. I'm I'm getting
1: all the answers right, folks. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, leading the uh, Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, they celebrated Passover the night before the Exodus uh, with the 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 sacrifice of an unblemished lamb. Mm-hmm. And it's and consuming the, so a sacrificial meal in which an unblemished lamb was offered and then consumed, um, and then they were saved by God. Blood of the lamb. So, so, right. So the new Passover is Jesus' own offering, ultimately on the cross, but it begins at the Last Supper um, on Thursday night. So Thursday night he celebrates the mass, the, the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper and he sort of offers anticipates what he's going to do the next day so it's the first mass so we get the 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 last supper good friday his passion death and resurrection his betrayal the garden of gethsemane all the things mm-hmm. dies in the cross then um he's buried in the tomb and then he rises again late saturday night early sunday morning so the triduum is the encompasses Jesus's Last Supper with his apostles, and then his passion, his death, and then his resurrection. So the Triduum, sacred Triduum, the the holy three days, these are the the high point of the church calendar, of the church year. Higher than Easter. Uh, Sorry, higher than Christmas. Oh, yeah. Higher than Christmas. So it goes Triduum, and then Christmas, and then Pentecost, and on from there in terms of order of priority.
1: Hmm, Interesting.
0: So... So, with the Triduum, we are, so we're on Tuesday here, and right. we're sort of in this, like, okay, so
1: we're kind well, of... Well, because that was my here. question. We focus a lot on the Triduum. Yep, we do. So, Jesus, we have Palm Sunday, and he rides in. Now what? What did he do on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday? What was he up to?
0: Teaching. So, if you read, if you go uh, uh, read the Gospel accounts um, between his triumphant entry into Jerusalem... And the the Last Supper, the Passover meal. Um, he's teaching the temple for three ish days.
1: So, was there special anything special that happened in the temple? No.
0: Like, what do you mean special?
1: Well, I thought they, I thought that was the day he turned over the tables. Oh
0: no nope, nope that in John that's John's gospel that happened earlier previous visit to Jerusalem oh, did it. Yep.
1: See, I've See, been reading things. You can't believe everything you read on, on. But
0: this is when I'm now. You've got me questioning. I'll People were saying that, that but yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's earlier in John's Gospel. It's not. It's not at the end. I don't.
1: No, because we did have that reading earlier.
0: Yeah, but i But I mean, in John's Gospel, uh, he he makes three trip visits to Jerusalem, and I think the turning of the tables. I think the turning of the tables is at a prior visit. But now you've got me questioning that. We'll check. I'll we'll fare. check. Yeah.
1: So he was just teaching.
0: Teaching, yep, yep. So um, <laughs> I want to explore that a little bit, actually. So he says he was just teaching. What's <laughs> oh. the big deal about that?
1: <laughs> He's getting ready for the bad week. <laughs> the bad week So,
0: So, ahead. so this is where um, Jesus, were told in the Gospels, taught in a new and authoritative way. Oh, Right, so throughout, he
1: really started to create some
0: th- throughout. I mean, <coughs> from me, when he first shows up on the scene um, after his baptism, the temptation of the desert, when he enters into uh, the synagogue in Capernaum, when he goes home to Nazareth, they recognize here's somebody who's teaching with authority, not as the scribes and the Pharisees do. So I think I think that this was my mild pushback. at, oh, so he's just teaching. Well. <laughs> Yes, but what does that mean though? So what does it mean to say that Jesus is teaching? It means he's giving us understanding, knowledge about who he is, who God the Father and God the Holy Spirit are, who we are and how we go grow in communion with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. So so yeah, I, I don't think you meant it this way at all. But um, I'm, I'm going to respond as if you oh, just. That's me What's the big That's deal? That's fine. Um, it's in Jesus' teachings that we find life, right? I mean, it's what we 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 need His passion, death, and resurrection. We need the power of the grace and the sacraments to live live it. But what is the thing that we're living? It's communion with Him, which He's revealed to us throughout His teachings. So, so there's a yeah. I, I was I was just. Um, this last Sunday in one of the parishes that I see of Sioux Falls, just giving a short reflection as part of a holy hour on uh, the last, the last Jesus final discourse in John's gospel. So John's gospel, um, chapter 13, um, is the washing of the feet 14, 15, and 16, three chapters is Jesus in a sense, giving his final teaching to his apostles. And then chapter 17 is his high priestly prayer. And then in chapter 18, he, they're in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's betrayed, and the passion begins. Um, so we get in John's Gospel near the end, like a, a really, we're, we're given um, a, a zoomed-in view of what Jesus said to his apostles to prepare them for what was about to happen hours from then, but then really for their entire ministry. Because he talks about, um, I just mentioned this to a, a friend and colleague this morning, um, I think at the end of John, John chapter 16, Jesus says, um, in the world you will face many troubles, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Hmm. So he's preparing them. He, he talks all about, in, in the final discourse, about peace and joy. He talks about what's going to happen. I'm telling you this so you know it's going to happen, so you'll be prepared, even though they abandoned him anyway. But yeah. they could look back and, oh, he warned, he told us. He gave us a heads up, this was going to happen. So he, he, he is, throughout this teaching, now that's particularly at the Last Supper, so it's Holy Thursday, but in Jesus' teachings, we hear him tell us, I desire to give you peace and joy. I desire for you, no matter what you face in the world, to be of good cheer. How do you do that? He tells us also, the Holy Spirit will empower you to do so. Abide in me, So um, John, I think it's chapter 15, uh, begins with the parable of the vine and the branches. How do we receive Jesus' joy, his peace? By abiding in him, in his word, in his truth. And when we do that, when we abide in Jesus, when we abide in him, in his word, in his truth, and we do that... By the power of the Holy Spirit in our personal daily prayer, through reception of the sacraments, through our study of his word and his teachings, when we do that, that's how we receive his peace and his joy. So, uh, yeah, he's, quote unquote, just teaching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, as he's sitting there in the temple, what he's giving, well, those who are listening to him, but also you and I, he's giving us the words of life, the words by which we might have life and have it to the full. So... It's Amen. Not just preach, Bergwald. Preach. <laughs> Love you, it. <laughs> you put put the quarter in, Heather.
1: <laughs> put the quarter in. Well, we're going to take a quick break, uh, Doctor Bergwald. When we come back, I have more questions, if that's okay. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thanks for joining us for Real Presence Live. We'll be right back with more right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents' family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840.
0: and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I am Heather Caro.
0: Oh, can I talk this time? Oh, oh, oh. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and you are listening to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, here in the Diocesan Center, the Catholic Pastoral Center, right next to the Cathedral of St. Joseph.
1: Best studio in town. Nice. Thanks. Isn't it?
0: I built it myself.
1: You did. Well, I'll ask Bill about that later, but... (laughs) Or not. (laughs) So we were discussing... uh, Obviously, it's Holy Week, and we, so we were kind of diving into um, what Jesus was doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Cause
0: right. And, and why are we doing this?
1: Because I was curious.
0: <laughs> but what does it matter beyond your curiosity, Heather? Really? I mean, what really, what does it matter?
1: I don't know. You tell me.
0: No, I'm asking you.
1: That's a pup. I don't know. It's the foundation. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so the, you, how often do you examine the foundation of your house, Heather? It's just there. I mean, why do we have to look at it?
1: Because mm, if something were to go wrong, so well, if mice were to get in.
0: the the the, fu- <laughs> <laughs> the foundation of our faith is a little bit different than the foundation of our house in the sense that it's good for us to regularly, well regularly look at it with intention but then it's always it always needs to be there if you want the back of our mind so let me give you an example of what i'm talking about um the, the 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 technical term for the proclamation of the good news of jesus christ the proclamation of the gospel is the kerygma so the kerygma it's a word it's from a greek word that means proclamation the kerygma Concerns the saving life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, who is both Messiah and Lord. So the kerygma is is the heart, the core, the kernel of of the, of his gospel, of his good news. And Pope Francis tells us, and he's just echoing the entire tradition. Pope Francis tells us that the the, the kerygma is first, not in the sense that. We hear it at the beginning of our journey of faith, and then we mature beyond it. But it's first in the sense that it's foundational. But but it should always be ready to ring out on our lips, if you will. We should always be living from the charisma, living from the relationship that I have with God, because He has announced to me and to all of us the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. He lived. He loved. So Pope Francis, um, Jesus Christ. loves you. He died on the cross and save, to save you and is living at your side every day to enlighten, strengthen, and free you. So that's one one way to articulate the kerygma. Again, it's about his saving life, death, and resurrection. And he is both Messiah and Lord. So it's always good for us. We're in Holy Week. Why do we do this every year? Because it's good for us to sort of go back to the basics on a regular basis. Why, I mean, wh- why do we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries? Mm-hmm. right? So to, re- to remember, but in a particular way, then by rem- remembering, we renew and hopefully deepen our faith. So by talking about, okay, so what was going on on Monday, right. Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, um, of Holy Week, between when Jesus entered triumphantly into Jerusalem and then the Last Supper and the betrayal and everything else that happened after that, by, by looking at that, I think it's important that we ask questions about this because that will help us to deepen our faith, to deepen our relationship with God, to be, deepen our communion with him, which is what it's all about. We, I was talking about um, the, the Last Supper discourse um, and then I mentioned John's Gospel. In John chapter 17, I mentioned Jesus, it's Jesus' high priestly prayer. Mm-hmm. And very early on, he says, this is eternal life, to know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's eternal life. To know God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Not know about, mm. but to know. Now, in order to know him, we have to know about him. Right. But so, so uh, that means that eternal life is not just what happens after I die. Eternal life begins during my life on earth. Because it's during my life on earth that I come to know about and then know this God who loves me so deeply. So, so that, 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 again, this teaching that, we're, we're, that he's doing, it's so that we can have that personal, uh, relational knowledge of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And enter into communion with him.
1: Beautiful. He's given us the rules, the steps. How do you get there?
0: Right, right. And I'd, yeah, I'd say more yeah, steps. Um, I, yeah, I'm always, I use the you analogy all the like time. Rules. No, do uh, rules. I don't like rules because of the connotation that can have. Mm. It's more about, it, it is, it's the rules of a relationship. True. But starting with what is the relationship, right? Right. So,
1: so thinking of the Triduum, which is your favorite day? Which is your favorite uh, <sighs> not necessarily mass, but service
0: <laughs> Why do you say that? What's the distinction
1: there? <laughs> <laughs> well, because there isn't always mass on Friday and Saturday.
0: there's never there's mass sacrifice on there's never mass on Friday, and technically. Saturday, liturgically well, speaking, there's evening. no Mass, but that's technically Sunday. Right. Um, so Friday, we have the communion service as part of the Good Friday liturgy, um, but the, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is not said on Good Friday. Right. And Holy Saturday, none of the sacraments are offered except um, for those who are dying. So there is no even communion service on Saturday, properly speaking. By the time we get to the vigil, it's technically in a liturg- liturgical sense Sunday. Right. So what's my favorite... Um, the vigil is it? Yep. The full vigil. Uh, as opposed to
1: part of the readings.
0: Oh, 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 the entire thing. Uh, yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing. What do you, wait, what do you mean? Maybe I'm not following you. Well, do, mean, do, I, do I like the shortened version of the vigil? Is that what you're yes, asking me? Yes, that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, well, to be honest, it's been a while since you know it, it, it's it's pretty common for parishes to not do all six, seven Old Testament readings. Um, at my parish, we do five of them, I think. Okay, um, so we do hear most of them.
1: I grew up at the cathedral in Rapid, and they read them all, and they read them all.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty common. I, 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 to be cathedrals? honest, I'm not sure. Yeah, cathedrals. That that is pretty common. Regardless, I, whether all the readings are proclaimed or not, the, the vigil is my favorite mass. I think. Um, uh, I think number number two coming in second would probably be Holy Thursday because what I love about the Mass of the Lord's Supper is: have, did you ever notice this? Um, there is no dismissal at the end. Pay attention this year, Heather, for once.
1: For there once. Is,
0: there, There is no... There is no... Um,
1: yeah, because it's the start of... Correct. So
0: there's no dismissal. There's no final blessing. And then deacon saying or priest saying go... The best single piece, peace or whatever. Yeah. There's the procession with the, and then if you notice on Good Friday the liturgy, you're nodding. So you, you tell us again. I've been telling. No,
1: I'm much. not going to tell it. You're oh. the doctor. I'm not the teacher. I'm the listener. So the
0: liturgy of, the Good, of Good Friday <laughs> does not begin with the sign of the cross. There's no greeting. So it's in a sense we're just picking up where we left off the night before. And at the end of Good Friday. There is no dismissal. There is no final blessing. We just go. Now it gets thrown off a little bit because I'm pretty sure at the vigil there is. It starts with the sign of the cross. Does it? I'm pretty sure it does. Actually, I'm like, oh, this is
1: oh, with shit. the fire. With the fire, yeah. you guys do the fire.
0: Yep, yep. So, so, but, but it's it's all in a sense one event, which is interesting because um, people would say that. Well that's just showing how jesus's the last Supper the 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 actual last Supper his death and his resurrection they also constitute one salvific event, so the way that we do things liturgically mirrors the historical the the, the historical and theological reality that this is all one saving event
1: so I know um at the cathedral in rapid city and i don't and maybe you don't have the answer to this. But I know that when it came to the Easter vigil they would have to analyze what time to start it because they wanted to be sure it was after dark. Yeah. Is is every diocese that way, do you think?
0: I know I I I, I well, I suppose it could be diocese but diocese. I think in our diocese it's sort of led left up to the pastor's discretion. Okay. So in my parish it has moved around. Sometimes it's been eight, sometimes it's been eight thirty. Okay to try to make it
1: no. I didn't know if that was oh, something yeah. that they all paid attention to, but I just know it was a huge debate, not like negative debate, right, right, right. but just a, they wanted to be sure that at the cathedral that it started because, right. you know, Easter falls on a different day every year. Why is that? Do you Bec- have time in the next three cause minutes? Because it's
0: always Sunday, Easter. The, so early on, there was, this was the discussion, um, had in the early church and, and the conclusion was... To, to we we always celebrate Easter on Sunday, so Jesus mm-hmm. died so Christmas the day of the week moves we go by the date december twenty right. fifth but Easter the the significance of him rising on the eighth day right or the first day, depending on how you look at it uh, the church decided that liturgically speaking, we are going to commemorate um, jesus passion death and resurrection on the same days of the week so and then why but then why is it always like the same okay why isn't it the first like this year it's the first thursday friday saturday sunday of april right why does it well that's because of uh it's always tied in uh to the the passover followed the jewish lunar calendar so it would move around within March or April, depending on the, the, the way the lunar calendar was. Oh. And, and we do the same thing. So Easter always falls around the time the Jewish
1: Passover. Love it. Yep. We have a great faith, don't we? Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> any last thoughts about Holy Week that you would like? I would just like to encourage any of our listeners, if you haven't attended any of the services, to try it out this year.
0: Because we couldn't last year. So that's my thing. So last year, this year, um, uh, I'm really looking forward to um, the the Triduum in particular this year. But even, I mean, by Holy Week last year, masses were pretty much yeah. shut down well they definitely were shut down yeah. and hadn't reopened yet so um i'm we got to celebrate uh, palm sunday uh in in church in person and i'm very much looking forward to this year celebrating the triduum in person again and i yeah i would just echo like what you said and if you've never been able to go to or gone to holy thursday and good friday um to do so this year maybe even the vigil it's a long mass but it's a beautiful mass mm-hmm. but regardless whether it's your first time or your 50th time um, to do so, maybe just asking the Lord to, to show you something new this year, yeah. um, to, to deepen your faith, your relationship with him, and, and give you new eyes to see something new this year about him, about you, about his desire for
1: your life. Amen. It can be quite powerful. So, well, Dr. Bergwald, you're stuck with me the rest of the morning. morning oh, fine. So, <laughs> you know. So we are talking with a friend of yours up next, right?
0: Well, I don't know. That's, that used it pretty loosely, yeah. Uh, yeah, Carl Olson. <laughs> uh, he's the editor of Catholic World Report. He's an author. He's a convert. I've had him on Ignition several times. And he wrote a book a couple years ago called Did Jesus Really Rise from the Dead? Really hmm. excited to talk with him about that. Anticipating the resurrection just a little bit.
1: A little bit, a little bit. All right, folks, we'll stick with us. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after these messages. Live, engaging, and local.